Hello and welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You're listening to the Preview Crew and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. In this episode, we are going to look ahead to week 14 of the 2022-2023 season. And to do that, I'm joined by some of the most articulate and enthusiastic crew members we have. First up, he is an Eagles fan, jet-setting traveller man himself, and he's just getting settled into a new house. Uh, we've got Kev Coggle. Kev, how are we this evening, mate? Hello, Keith. I'm really, really good. Um, things are coming along in the house nicely, and I'm looking forward to an excellent uh, weekend of NFL action. Um, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, could be the end of a few teams' playoff hopes. Um, and obviously the last weekend of most people's fantasy football leagues as well. So I am I'm, I'm buzzing to talk about it and look ahead. That's absolutely right. This is the the interesting part of the season. This is the, the make or break part of the season. Um, one guy who knows all about that with his team is uh, Liam. Liam, how are we doing? You're a Packers fan. Unfortunately, the Packers are off in a bye this week, but this is getting to the exciting part for, for you guys. Indeed, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Keith. Um, yeah, well, to be honest, I'm looking forward to not having to worry about my team this week. Nice, relax, just watch <laughs> the, the red zone and nice, nice, chilled, chilled Sunday. Have you had a chance to listen to Aaron Rodgers on that uh, podcast that he's on? What's he, what's he touting this week? Or what, what chat is he, chat is he coming out with now? I, ha- I have not actually, I think. Well, no, I've not. I think it's relatively, it could be relatively quiet this week. I could be wrong. Maybe I've missed it, but um, going to be charged somewhere. Maybe you know, get, get that finger right. Himalayas. Up the Himalayas, getting some <laughs> yeah. of that nice water. Yeah. Maybe I'll be getting a wee ayahuasca break. Uh, much deserved, much needed anyway. Indeed, and indeed. finally, we have um, the Canadian powerhouse of a mathematician, statistician, an all-round handsome devil. It's Stu. Stu, how you doing, mate? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Guess what? You'll love this. We had snow here today, right? And oh, you know, it's the, type of, it's the type of snow, if I was to shake my head really, really hard, the wee bits of dandruff would land in my shoulders. That's how much snow that we had here. And you would just scoff at that, scoff. Are you guys still getting the snow <laughs> in the, the frozen north of Canada? I mean, we had another a wee skiff, as we call it, or a little, a little skiff, as we call it the other day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's actually warmed up. It's a balmy minus four today so it's actually not that cold so i'm probably going to be going out for a wee jog later on tonight trying not to slide on the ice the, the shoulders all better now as well it's, it's doing good so yeah it's, it's warmed up here so I'm, I'm looking forward to a nice warm round about minus 10 christmas oh magic it was minus four here this morning i was out heating up the car Fantastic. before we, we left it um so I, I feel your pain i know how chilly baltic it is um, You're scraping yeah. every day that's the, the thing it's good for the shoulder keeps it moving <laughs> do you have to wear the spikes the old man spikes in the bottom of your trainers i didn't last year um but i'm thinking about it this year just because i i don't want to fall and screw up the old man's shoulder no, Again, I think it'd be a good idea. So I, I've I've actually invested in a pair of spikes, uh, you know, for for good out running. So I was doing it last year. I think it was been a bit too cocky, and you know, we're getting older, Keith. We need to make sure that our old fragile bones. We, we, we don't. Just, I was so fishing there. Whoever gets you in the secret Santa for the crew members there, it was just to see what what you're needing. Um, so like, oh, we'll keep a wee eye on that. We're going to start off this evening's round of fixtures, uh, looking at week 14. But first of all, I want to do a, a wee kickoff question with us. And looking ahead to, there's a game, as we're recording this, on Thursday evening, um, early hours of Friday morning. The Rams will be taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Where, and this is this is the, the, the wild side of the NFL, Baker Mayfield is said to be active by Sean McVay. Though he's not he uh, put in to start just now, they're going to check and see if John Wilford's persistent neck injury forces him out of action first. That cult hero of the crew, Baker Mayfield, may be making his uh, debut um, at home against the Las Vegas Raiders for the LA Rams. We're hoping. I think everybody in the crew absolutely loves this guy. We know that he's honking. We know that um, he's not had a good time of it, but we think there's a player in there 
just I think they like the idea of Baker Mayfield more than the actual player himself. So I'm looking from you guys. Baker Mayfield could be the LA Rams' unlikely hero of the season. Who has been your unlikely heroes of the season so far? Liam, I'm going to come to you first of all. Who's been your most um, unlikely hero so far? I think it has to be uh, Gino, I think. Hey. Um, for, the, for the Seahawks. Thinking back to the preseason, um, the preseason when it was uh, all about the Drew, Drew Locke and uh, Gino Smith mm-hmm. competition. Can't, who'd have thought he'd, he'd have gone to do what he's done sort of thing so far? So, you know, he's definitely cemented his job, I think. At least, well, cemented his job in the NFL if it's not with the Seahawks for a long time to come now. So, you can't... He's going to be having a nice, a nice pension to sit on. That's the thing. Um, at the start of the season, it was all doom and gloom about Locke coming in. It wasn't yeah. really much chat about Gino being in the 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 running for the the role, especially with Wilson leaving. We thought that was going to be the the end of uh, a successful season for yeah. us. We're looking to uh, to build for the next couple of years, but then Gino's come in and. It seems to just have lifted the place. I love how everybody just rallied around them. And I think that's one of the, the aspects of the unlikely hero, Kev, that yeah. we're, we're really enjoying so far this season. Was there any other ones for you, Kev? Um, I would say probably white at the Jets, although I, I think it's too soon to call him a hero because their, their playoff hopes are, are in the balance. Um, so um, I think it's... Um, that's that's one that we could maybe look at uh, in another two or three weeks' time. Um, yeah. But he he could be he could be in with a shout as well. I suppose at the start of the season you could have said Joe Flacco as well. <laughs> he was doing quite well for them at the start. He of would the have season. been, yeah, yeah. Uh, if he had carried on, if he if he had them in this position, um, then then yeah, um, that, that that would have been another one. I would, I would have said. Aye, it's gone well so far for him. Stu, yourself, most knowledgeable one amongst it, I would, I would say. Who is your unlikely <laughs> hero so far? Um, hero-wise, I, I think it's funny how we're all choosing quarterbacks here. And uh, I'm also going to yes. continue this trend and choose another quarterback and uh, just talk about him a little. Um, I, I would have went with Geno Smith as well as being, yeah. maybe not being like completely unlikely, but probably being the most productive, what most favoured by math hero in the group of them but somebody that's actually sitting like right there with them like in terms of um you know the way i like to look at kind of you know math and stats it's like uh they're sitting kind of right there just in terms of like uh, I, i'm a fan of pff's grading systems i use them and then also yeah just yeah. guys expected pass or you know if they're exceeding expectations like on any plays a guy that's almost sitting identical numbers to him in the season and uh, it burns me to say this because it's a place for a team that I absolutely detest. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett Ooh. from the Browns. Uh, he's sitting there almost identical to Geno Smith. And Geno Smith's actually not really that far behind Hurts and Burrow as well. Obviously, he doesn't quite do the same as those two, but just in terms of like that, that's uh, you know passing yards and uh, and also just kind of play like rush yards and things above expectation. Smith, Brissett, Hurts and Burrow are all kind of in the same world. Hurts and Burrow are still above them, but not that far. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just in that same world, just to circle back to what you were saying at the start, Baker Mayfield and uh, Zach Wilson are pretty much tied for last in the league in that same same metric as well. So uh, I hope that Baker Mayfield is... Mo- I mean, I love the guy too. I love his commercials. I love his attitude. And I think he was screwed over. <laughs> Um, but I'm hoping that maybe he was just being done by a bad Carolina team and uh, you know coming into a bad situation and not that he's actually a good or not that he's bad, a bad quarterback. So maybe we'll see him rise from the ashes and do well in, in LA. But yeah, I'm going to go with Brissett as my guy. You mentioned there that we've both chosen um, quarterbacks there. I think that, that just comes from being such the, the, the main man in the teams. I even think back to Friday Night Lights when Jason Street got that that terrible injury and Matt Saracen Why? took over the most unlikeliest of uh, heroes so he's my choice I'm going for Matt Saracen I like good old Matt yeah. um, you also mentioned there <laughs> how Baker had been screwed over another man who'd been absolutely screwed over was Jared Goff Jared Goff when mm-hmm. he was ran out of the Rams 
to the Detroit Lions is having a hell of a season now. I don't think he's had a pick in maybe the past three, four games for the, the Lions. Scored 40 points again last week. What a season that guy's having. I was just, you know, just to jump in quickly on that one at the beginning. I think it's hilarious how, uh, you know, when you compare, the tra- so the whole, all the narrative around trading golf to the Lions and getting Stafford in for the Rams, it was all about how, yeah, they needed that elite quarterback, somebody that was going to come in and do the business for them and it would put them over the hump. And obviously it did. They won a Super Bowl. But the narrative around golf was, oh, golf can't do it unless everything is absolutely perfect. And now we've seen with the Lions, like even last year, I would say golf was actually, you know, it was pretty serviceable. It wasn't, he was a bad quarterback. But the Lions, they're still not a great team. But golf has been playing amazingly well. So it's like, I, I think, you know, that can be put to bed. Like, I don't think I don't think golf was ever actually a bad quarterback. And I think maybe that like, whole thing of, oh, he needs a perfect goal line for him to function. And he needs the best receivers in the game to be able to do anything. So, you know, pro- props to Jared Goff for kind of coming through that. Certainly. Having a, I think a lot to be said about having somewhere where people believe in you and you feel comfortable and you feel like at home. Tua Tagovailoa is another one. This season, he was lambasted last season. He didn't have any power in his arm. Being a left, uh, a left-handed thrower as well was, was getting him jipped. Look at him now. He's got a coach that believes in him. He's got weapons that, that play to his um, strengths. And the guy's having a tremendous season. I believe he's in the, the league just now for the fans' vote for um, the team of the season. So that is some of our unlikely heroes. We are now going to have a wee look at our top three matches for the week ahead. Those three matches we're going to look at is the Philadelphia Eagles um, at the New York Giants. The Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, as Scud would say, uh, the <laughs> Detroit Lions, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Kevin it's the Tom Brady Buccaneers. Brady Buccaneers. <laughs> Tom Brady we'll Buccaneers. Get yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, Kevin, welcome to you for your beloved Eagles. 11 and 1. Um, traveling to New York to face the, well, New Jersey, is it? To face the, the Giants there. Giants with a seven four and one record. I think that's atrocious. They this they should have like penalty shootouts. See like the old MLS style, where they had the the penalty kicks for halfway line. They should just have the kickers going back ten yards until somebody misses and see who who gets it there. I think that's how they should settle these games. Your Eagles are travelling to the the Giants for the match. Such an impressive side you've got. A couple of injuries though. Um, maybe rocking the boat a wee bit, but um. Terrific team. Hearts is on fire. Your your wide receiver core, superb. This is going to be a walk in the park for you guys, surely. Uh, I wouldn't say a walk in the park. Uh, I think I think that we will uh, deliver a, a blow to the uh, the divisional rivals uh, playoff hopes. Um, this is one of the games I was thinking about when I said that earlier. Um, that record they've got, it's got them, um, you know, and we are a good shout at making it, but they're going to need uh, wins in the last few weeks of the, the regular season. Um, and I don't think they're getting one here. Um, having said that, um, the Giants have, have uh, they've fought um, valiantly in a lot of the games, um, you know, coming from behind and winning late on. Um, and I don't think they're going to go away. Um, but the Eagles have just just been relentless this season. Um, we've, we've just... Um, you know, done enough in some of the games, um, and I think that will be the case again. Uh, what I would say is that our defence um, can be ran on. Um, we managed to stop uh, King Henry last week, which which I was over the moon about. Um, we're going to need to um, to to watch Sacco on this week and um, and try and stop him. Um, and I think if we do that, then then we'll get the win. Is that the key for you, Liam? Um, the 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 running uh, aspect of the Giants game is that how they're going to. I think if we pick holes in the second strongest defense in the the league, um, the second most yards for the Giants, um, for rushing yards, so you get Saquon on one thousand fifty five yards, then Daniel Jones himself in five hundred and twenty two. Is that is that where you think they can be? Got I, think, at? I think it's got to be. It's interesting. The Giants seem to have kind of gone a bit talking about Saquon, kind of a bit off the boil 
last couple of weeks, Saquon seems to be struggling. Is it, I don't know if it's now their lack of, I've had so many injuries at wide receiver, the Giants now, that they're just, every team just pack the pack the box on them and they just can't can't run on them anymore. So yeah, I think it's key. Yeah. It's going to be definitely key. And as, as Kev was saying, like, they seem to have showed up, as you say, as they say, as I said, with Henry last week, but certainly weeks gone, a couple of weeks gone by, they were, that was where they were certainly vulnerable. I thought it was the, the run, the run defense. So it'll be interesting to see if Saquon can get going again, get get on a hot a hot, a hot streak. The Giants have got a couple of injury worries. Richie James is uh, limited participation in practice. Kenny Golladay was full participant uh, participant in practice. Um, Julian Love uh, did not practice. There was quite a few players there for the the Giants that seemed to be out. Whereas the Eagles are only really missing Quez Watkins was a limited participation. Um, and linebackers uh, Kaiser White and Sean Bradley. Um, Sean Bradley did not practice, whereas White was uh, limited there. Is this a is this a wee bit uneven? Is it a wee bit? Fortunate for the Eagles that they've managed to keep so many players. So has that been the key to their success, Kev? How they've managed to keep such a talented group together and keep them fit um, for so long in the season? Yeah, um, well, I would say um, we've also lost Quinn, um, who we traded for recently. Um, and I think that's another part of it where we've been proactive. Um, although we were we were winning and we were looking strong, We've went out and added to it. Um, we got Sue in as well after Quinn. So I think we've got the depth now that we can cope with uh, with these injuries and, and keep winning. Yeah, um, Roquan Smith from the Bears seems to be a big loss, Kev. Um, but as you said, you've been proactive. You've got a healthy squad there. He was just a, a good addition to a really strong um, defence already. So I think you're going to be okay there um, going forward. Just hopefully... There won't be too many more injuries. Who do you think is going to be the difference makers here for this game, Stu? Um, first of all, well, I'll, I'll let you decide. Is it going to be for the, the Eagles? and who, who are we going to have the, the one that's going to be the key players for the teams? Well, I think probably going at it from the Giants side first, just because my brain immediately went there when you started asking the question. Uh, I think Liam's right. Key man for the Giants is... Well, I guess it's key men, the O-line and uh, sack one Barkley. If Barkley can get rolling, I think that's the one weakness that the Eagles have as the run defence. And saying that it's a weakness, it's, probably, it's actually still sitting around about league average or maybe slightly above. So it's not even really like it's a weakness. Uh, the Eagles are kind of set up pretty well to, to go on a run anyways. But yeah, for the Giants, if sack one can get going, I think that's going to be key. That's how they, they can win this game. For the Eagles... I would say, again, it's same as usual. Like if Hurts does Hurts things, which he's been doing all year, they're going to be fine because the Giants are a little bit banged up. And I think Holmes is out for the weekend, isn't he? Cornerback for the Giants. I think I saw he was yeah, already rolled out. In this one. Yeah, I think he's already rolled out. So if he is, it's like, well, you've already got A.G. Brown and um, even if Quez Watkins isn't good to go. It's like there's Smith there as well. So I just... I, I think the, the Eagles receivers could have a field day if the Giants aren't careful because their cornerbacks, that's one of their weaknesses as well. It's like they're still kind of growing in that area. Shall we say and yep. Holmes was our top guy and he's I think he's already been ruled out. I was reading on Twitter earlier. So so I think, um, I mean, it's too obvious going hurt. So I'm going to say Smith is the key man for the Eagles if Watkins is out. Otherwise, I would have picked Watkins. <laughs> Kev, how tight do you think it's going to be? Is this going to be a high-scoring game? And then do you think the um, Giants will be able to keep with them to maybe like the third quarter and then the Eagles will just blow them away? Yeah, like I said, um, I think it, I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, I think it will be quite tight. Um, but I do think it will be a high-scoring game. Um, the, the Giants have shown in, in games earlier in the season that they don't go away. Um, so... Yeah, I think I think we'll just um, just outscore them. Liam, give me a, a, a score prediction from yourself. Score prediction? Um, I can't see by the can't see by the Eagles. Sorry, sorry, Murdo, I'll, I'll remember, but I can't see by them. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to go with like 30, 30, 24 or something like that. I think. Yeah. 
times to be going with the the way the seasons went. A twelve and one Eagles is uh, what we're thinking there. I take it we're all Eagles then for this match. Is anyone dissenting there? Yeah, I'm going to I'm also going to roll with the Eagles for this one, and uh, I do think it'll be a bigger score than that. I don't think the Giants are going to be able to hang in, and uh, I'm going to put it out there and say it's going to be let's see, thirty-four to. 21 or 34-18 is my call. And I'm sorry, Murdo, you know that I kind of have a soft spot for the Giants thanks to ex Claymore and um, Ottawa Renegade Lawrence Tynes. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Good man. Right, so that's our first matchup then we're having a wee look at then was the Eagles at Giants. Unanimous amongst us then that the Eagles are going to run rampant in New York there. Next up, we're travelling to the Motor City, um, home of the Detroit Lions, who will be um, welcoming the Minnesota Vikings again uh, to play in the stadium that they played just a few weeks ago because of the snow. Um, the ten and two Vikes traveling to the five and seven lines, but the lines have been so entertaining. I think we've said that all along this season. I think earlier on there was a few losses that they had that they hung in there um, for most of the match and scored plenty of points. Just weren't unable to get over the the edge, whereas. Jared Goff seems to be turning that tide now with the, the Lions. Liam, anything you're looking forward to in, in this match? I think, as you say, like the Lions are just a fun team to watch. They all seem to stay in the game, stay in the games. I think they're kind of it's kind of funny actually thinking about the Vikings and the Lions this season. Slightly well, maybe not so much recently with the Lions, but early in the season they were losing all those close games, whereas that was a trademark of the Vikings a season gone by where they've turned that round this season and are winning all these close close encounters. So and like even like I think it was what week three when they last played this season, the, the Lions gave up a ten point lead in the fourth quarter to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um and it was like 24 twenty four, twenty eight or something like that, I think it was. So so it should be an entertaining game, I think. So Vikings twenty third um offense in the, the league, Lions ninth. Um, the Vikings are the 30th um, defence in the league and the Lions 31st that, that doesn't sound right to me just with the the way things have been going for the Vikes um, Kirk Cousins the man has been lambasted by some of our crew members for over the years but he seems to be able to eke out just enough in this team to get them over the line Mattison was even getting in on the, the scores last week um, they have such a, a a wide and varied squad but still they're relying mostly on Jefferson and Dalvin Cook Jefferson's the, the main man Kev is he the one that's going to um, get them past these uh, pesky lines this week um, yeah yeah I would say so um, the thing is I found myself when we were um, putting our predictions in for the games this week I found myself really wanting to go with the Lions. And I think it's just like you guys have been saying, they're, they're so fun to watch. Um, and I find myself rooting for them. Um, yeah. But the Vikings record speaks for itself. Um, and I, I think, yeah, it's probably going to be a high-scoring game again uh, with the, 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 the two defences ranked as low as they are. Um, and you've got a, you've got a fancy uh, Jefferson to put up big numbers this week against that. Um, so that's probably going to make the difference. Um, but I, I would love, I would love to see um, the line sneak it. Just looking at the the numbers, Jared Goff has more yards than Kirk Cousins. He's got one more touchdown, nineteen touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Whereas um, Cousins, who's having a tremendous season, has eighteen touchdowns and nine interceptions, which is quite interesting to see just how the two teams um that the league their season has is diverse and how well the Vikings are doing but but maybe not doing as well as a uh, cousins not performing as well as, as Jared Goff seems to be. Looking at um the key players for both teams, you've got the Russian um players, you've got Dalvin Cook, nine hundred and twenty seven yards, um whereas Jamal Williams has only got seven hundred and sixty eight nine. Swift coming back into the team, do you think that'll make a bit of a difference for the Russian side of the, the game there for the Lions, Stu? 
I certainly think it will because I mean Swift. Uh, the, the other thing to note about this matchup in particular is uh, I was reading something the other day about how the Vikings actually give up the most yards to receiving running backs of any team in the league. I mean, that might be outside of the Texans because that also didn't feel right to me. But I mean, maybe that low-ranked defense, this is part of it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Swift, he, he did appear limited again though, on the, the injury report. So, and it was with his ankle again. So, I mean, maybe after all those, you know, the 108 yards or whatever it was last week and the touchdowns and yeah. helping me storm to another fantasy victory, uh, maybe, maybe Swift is... Is going to be back on the injury report again this week and not playing. But um, yeah, no. Looking at the the game though, I would. It's interesting to me that um, when it opened up yesterday, bookie wise, I noticed that the Lions were actually one point favourite, which also struck me as odd. So kind of going, like, surely mm-hmm. the you know the Vikings are ten and two versus the or sorry the Vikings are ten and two and the Lions are five and seven, and the Vikings they've been eking out close wins. You would still think they were favourites to win this game just because the Lions' defence. Where they really are not great is their cornerbacks. And what do the, the Vikings have there? Jefferson. I mean, even Thielen. Thielen's having a good year. Like, sure, he's not had the production of Jefferson, but he's not been injured. And when he's been called upon, he's done pretty decent. So, uh, yeah. I, I just find it interesting that a lot of people placing the bets and the bookmakers themselves saw this one as, oh, the Lions are maybe going to they're maybe gonna squeak this one. The last time the, the teams played, it ended up 28-24 to the Vikings. As you said, Thielen's come in doing well. He's got um, 580 yards um, so far this season. Hawkinson um, seems to be a real difference maker for that team. That's that's one that's going to help push them over the, the edge and hopefully see them far into the, the postseason as well. Um, Kev, what, what do you think of the... Well, we know all about the Vikings. We know their superstar that is Justin Jefferson. Um, the New York Jets, Sauce Gardner did quite well against them last year. Do the do the Lions have someone that can that can cope with them in a similar way? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think um you know, the reason why their defence is ranked as low as it is um, is because they don't have players like Sauce Gardner um, and to, uh, to go with one of the other crew members, I think it might be um, Scud. Um, Jefferson's too big, too fast and too strong. He certainly is. Well, with the defences ranked so lowly in the, the league, I'm sure we're looking forward to a, a high-scoring match. Um, we're going 48 Oh, Is this going to be a draw um, this one this weekend? Um, star men, are we going, who are you going for for star players in this one, Liam? I think kind of lose it to. I think Hawkinson could be a shoot as a you know, re- um, revenge game for the, against the Lions. It's first first yes. time round, so I think he could you know put on a show, maybe. Absolutely. Um, what about you, Stu, for the Vikings then? Who's going to be the star man? And you can't choose Jefferson. That's that's cheating. I'm not, I, I'm not going to choose Jefferson. Um, I'm not going to choose Cook either because he's another one of our, our group favourites is the old Falcon oh, Apologies. Sorry. Liam's just given us the, the, the Vikes uh, star player. That's going to be Hawkinson. The Lions, that's Aye. who I'm after from your side. Aye, you're fl- <laughs> I was thinking that. It's like a, <laughs> I, as he just said, he flipped teams. He's no longer with the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> if he was, I would have said Hawkinson for the Lions. No, for the Lions, uh, star player for them, I think. You know what? I'm going to go with the main man, the guy we talked about earlier on, Jared Goff. Uh, I want to Ooh. see him doing well. I want, I want an absolute duel between Goff and Thuggins. To see who actually Cousins is another guy we could have said earlier on is maybe a maybe not a surprise hero, but Vikings mm-hmm. are ten and two. There was some people calling for him to get kicked out in the summer, but he's he's drove the bus well. But for the Lions, Goff, he's uh, he's going to be the man for them. Chuck to Amon Ra. Amon Ra's who I was going to su- suggest myself. Yeah. I think Amon Ra, the baddie from Thundercats himself, he's going to be the. The star man for, for me. Kev, um, who are you taking for this one? Is it going to be a Lions upset? Well, upset, not according to the bookies, or the, the Vikes mm-hmm. going to uh, continue their rampant displays? Yeah, well, like I said, um, 
reluctantly, I'm I'm going for the Vikings. Um, I really, really wanted to to, to go with the uh, the Lions in my predictions, but um, I just just don't think they're going to they're going to manage. I don't think they've got enough. Would you agree with that, Liam? No, well, I suppose it's hard for me for an NFC North rival rivals to, to pick out this too. <laughs> but um, I'm going I'm going to pick the Lions this week. I think time for Vikings to use up all their luck that's gone from their close games. I think Lions will pull this one out. That certainly seems to be the narrative around the, the Vikes this season is that although they've been playing well and they've been getting the wins, they've been fortunate to, to get there. But like myself in Fantasy League this season. Um, Stu, who are you fancy for this one? Well, I'm going to go with the old adage. Um, you know, you, what is it? it's good to be lucky and you, you have to be lucky to be good. I'm going to say that and uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings win it, but it's going to be a, a squeaky win. So I think the bookies aren't wrong in their like, you know, the one point difference. So I'm going to put it out there. It's a ridiculous score, like 44-43 to the Vikings. Put that one on. <laughs> I think that'll be, the, that'll be the match to watch this weekend, certainly. Um, terrific work, guys. We're going to move on now to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Six and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers travelling cross-country to the San Francisco 49ers, 8-4 49ers. This is, this is making bait for both these teams' uh, season, really, isn't it? What a matchup it can be. Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things. Um, the 49ers losing Jimmy G to a, an ankle injury, but not as bad as what they first thought. They're not too hopeful that he'll make it back before the end of the season, but um, it's good news that it's not as uh, serious as we first thought. Kevin, I'm going to come to you first of all for this one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 49ers. What are you looking forward to seeing in this one? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a really good game. Um, I think that the 49ers will win it. Um, but again, I, 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 again, I'd like I'd like it um, if the Bucs won. Um, I'd really like to see Brady rolling on. Um, Getting to the postseason this year, um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I just think that um, they've just had too much problems in their um, in their team with injuries this year. They've not been able to get anything consistent going. And the Forty Niners, on on the flip side, have just, um, have just built up a real head of steam. Um, they've got McCaffrey there now. Um, they're looking strong. Yeah, I think they'll probably um, just sneak this one. Yeah, agree with that there, Liam. It's going to be a, a Niners victory. Tom Brady starting to, to turn it on, get a wee bit of the old magic back. Mike Evans, of course, he's got 761 yards so far this season. Past 10 seasons, I believe, he's had over 1,000 yards. Tom Brady do the, the same and help him get to that, that target, 239. Quick math there for you. <laughs> uh, yards to go for him. What I don't do know, like... It's just so hard to see past the Niners D. I think I think the the Bucks when I'm watching this season, like they just don't seem like can score many points. I think they're what, like average like eighteen points per game or something, I think they're at. And yeah. I think it's all down to their O line. I think they're just they're struggling on the offensive line to have that run game or anything get anything going. And I think that's a worry against this 49ers defence with with Bosa there to 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 cause some carnage, um. So, but then again, I suppose you can go on the flip side. The the Niners are cycling through their quarterbacks now, so um, it'll be interesting to see if um Purdy can uh, can keep his 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 win streak going. That's it. Purdy's in. Wow, fantastic. Um, that'll be an interesting to see. Um, the old master against the the young upstart and the the quarterback roles there. Twenty first. Um. Uh, team in offense for the Buccaneers versus the thirteenth defense seventh. Surprisingly for the Buccaneers, I thought they were um, much lower down the, the rankings than that against the the number one D in the league this season. And we saw that last week. Um, Bosa was was incredible. He was a man possessed at times. Um, the Buccaneers thirty second in rushing um, this this season, fourteenth for the the Forty Niners. Fournette and Rashad White at times have looked impressive, Stu, but they haven't really got going, whereas 
the 49ers have just absolutely upgraded incredibly so there with Christian McCaffrey. Um, you've got Elijah Mitchell there doing some things as well, but McCaffrey just still, <laughs> that, that was the real yeah. cog that they needed they there, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, is Eli still is he still out this week? Because I know he was obviously injured. He was obviously for injured the last Niners. week. Niners. Yeah, I'm just checking to see what we've got mm-hmm. for the yeah, the latest on the NFL website for injuries. He's not mentioned. He's not mentioned here. Yeah, so he's maybe Bosa going back. Did not participate. Jimmy G did not participate in practice. There's a few of them. Uh, Christian McCaffrey yeah. was limited, but no, um, no Eli. Yeah, no, I would say though, like, I mean, if Eli's, Eli's ready to go, that helps them a lot. Although, uh, what's his name, uh, Mason, the, the kid that kind of stepped in the last couple of weeks when McCaffrey needed a little bit of time off, uh, he, he did pretty well. It's just the, the Niners, as we were talking about last week, seem to have that running back factory that they just are able to cycle through. And now, as Liam said, like I alluded to with Purdy, they're cycling through their quarterbacks now. So Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> last pick of the draft. Um, I, I remember watching him play his first snap a few weeks ago when he turned the wrong way to hand the ball off to the running back and uh, had to flip at the last second. So he, he came a long way for that to, you know, seeing a win last week. Um, but I, I just wanted to run through. I've, I've got some quotes here to some of the players and uh, from Shanahan, the, the coach, and the Niners about Purdy. So uh, this was in, uh, just about him and how I think Purdy might be heading towards being another unlikely hero in the season. So Kyle Shanahan, after the, the win over the Dolphins last week, said about Purdy, he's got some balls out there. Forgive me for saying it that way. <laughs> then George Kittle. Oh, he's got some set of cojones on him. If you're not confident, guys, feel that. And then Kittle, Kittle then said to the whoever he was reporting, he was going, like, can I say that? And he's like, well, I've said it now. <laughs> Debo Samuel. Purdy. Oh, he definitely has some balls. It takes nuts to call a timeout without Kyle calling it. The receiver says, and uh, reportedly, in the dressing room, Puddy has already earned the nickname Big Cock Brock. So I think we may have <laughs> a new fantasy stud in the making. And I can see probably Brian, because this is right up his alleyway, Brian is going to be rushing <laughs> to the waiver wire to grab Big Cock Brock right now, just based on that name alone. But... No, that is interesting seeing him. Like, I, I hope Purdy does well because, again, it's that whole narrative, that whole story of Mister going from Mister Irrelevant to coming into a team that, until the Jimmy G injury, I actually thought it's like they they're looking as if they're almost you know I could see them sneaking to the Super Bowl just because of how their team's set up, even with the injuries and everything that they've kind of ploughed through. Their setup is so good and they're so well coached that, and then last week even without Jimmy G, what they did to the Dolphins, who people were kind of putting up there as like possibly a Super Bowl contender. Niners didn't care. The defence just said, nope, shut the door. We're going to be able to ride this out. We don't care how good Tua is, even if he is going to be MVP this season. Um, so, yeah, it's... But on the other side of the ball, you've got the old wizard, Tom Brady, the yes. man, the man himself. So watch. I don't know if any of you guys caught the game last week, but that two-minute drill at the end of the—I know it's against the Saints, and they're not exactly the best team right now. But Brady walked into those last two minutes, and I mean, he did have—I think two or three, three timeouts still, mm-hmm. and they used them pretty well. But I mean, they, they almost didn't have to. He just marched Tampa Bay up the field, and it ended up being the Saints for taking timeouts to try and get their defense some rest because Brady was just going no huddle offense rolling them up there, and that's what he does best. And the other thing for Tampa, I would say, though, in terms of health, um, yeah, they are missing some people, and the run game against the Saints, it was still non-existent. Leonard's and uh, and Rashad, they just... They had a couple of runs each where they, they went for, like, kind of 8 or 14 yards, but apart from that, they were averaging about 3 or less. Um, but I would say Godwin looks like he is back. So that's really going to help them because now defences can't key on Evans so much anymore in Julio. So Godwin now, because he caught what looked like a fantastic touchdown at the end, but it was rightly flagged off or kind of waved off for a hold by one of the Tampa line. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting game, this one. I'm looking forward to it. Who are you taking for this one, Stu? I've went, yes is the thing. I've went with the Niners completely based on the defense and also just the story of Big Cop Brock because I just I want to see him I want to see him kind of having the cojones or the nuts or the balls and uh, slinging it home, uh, but I do think Brady's going to have something to say about it. Yeah, 
he ain't no he ain't no timid rookie. Um linebacker um Trent Williams was saying about uh about Brock this this week as well. So yeah, I, I think I, I'm with you on that one. I'm going to go 49ers for that myself. Kev, you who are you going for? Yeah, yeah, I'm going for I'm going for 49ers. Um I would like to see um Brady do Brady things again and and, and win it, but nah, the, the the D's too good, I think. Um and the and and the Niners have got weapons as well. So I'm going I'm going Niners. Liam, is the, the, the gold rush guys getting a, a clean sweep here? Are you going Niners or are you going for the old guard and uh, Tommy boy? Uh, I think sadly I'm going to stick with the same, the Niners. Sorry to disappoint, but yeah, I can't see, you just can't see by them. I don't think it's a defence, I think, as I say. And it'll be interesting, I think, with Brock coming in, whether they'll start using, like, obviously he's not really used Debo as much in the backfield as much as they have in the past. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they mix that in a bit more just to take some pressure off of him, if he's, if he's fit that is for good old Debo. Yeah. So. I think that was something he wanted to move away from himself. Yeah. He's yeah. more as a wide receiver, so he kind of got, he'd been dancing for joy when CMC came in um, this this year. Fantastic, guys. So that's our, our look at our top three games of the the week ahead and really interesting exciting games and um, the guys will have a look over the the highlights of the week and the review crew on Tuesday that'll be out with you on Wednesday morning as well we are now going to have a quick look at our pan, our fantasy pick sexies uh, where we choose one stud and one sleeper um, starting off as always with the top quarterback of the the week and Liam I'll come to you for your stud and your sleeper please so yeah, my my stud, I, I couldn't go away from the obvious. I've gone I've gone from my homes against the lowly Broncos, I think. Yeah. So I just couldn't see by that. Um, my homes just after a loss, the bounce nice bounce back, I think. Yeah. So um, and then my sleeper of the week, I've gone a wee bit deeper. I've gone gone Tannehill against the, the Jaguars. I think he could be a shout. Jaguars what gave up forty points to 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 go off last week. So I think that could be a a possible shout as well. And the Titans, of course, just um, parting ways with their general manager. So yeah. I wonder if they just a wee bit clear there. Yeah, it could be. It'd be interesting. I don't know if Burks, I know Burks got injured last week. So it'd be interesting. If he's fit, then I think Tannehill could be a, a definitely a good shout. So if he's if he's good to go. Brilliant. Top running back, Kev, I'm coming to you. Who's your stud and your sleeper? Um. So... Top running back, um, I'm going to go for King Henry. Um, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really hoping that he's the top running back this week because he's had two really off games, um, and and I'm desperate for a big one from him this week for my own fantasy football hopes. Um, but I, I, I think Henry's uh, Henry's going to get back on form um, and put up big numbers this week. I myself, of course, I'm up against you this week. I'm hoping they gets injured with the first play of the match and has to go and sit out and admire from the sidelines. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of bias in there. <laughs> I'm, I freely admit it. Freely admit it. He's not one of my teams, um, surprisingly. Um, but <laughs> I'm looking forward to that matchup. Kev, what about your sleeper? Um, so my sleeper, um, I did, I did have a wee look at these earlier, and my mind has gone completely blank. But we'll get the listeners to get our sleeper of the week. Thank you. If you've been enjoying the podcast, tweet us in with the, your sleeper of the week. We've got King Henry for our stud. We need your help for a, a sleeper here. Kevin, I'm coming back to you for top type uh, tight ends a wee bit later on. But Stu, next to you for your oh. stud um, wide receiver, mate. Right, I think I have done exceedingly well to not talk about the Bengals for this entire <laughs> podcast today. So uh, now I'm going to talk about them. So the obvious study this week is Jamar Chase. He came back from injury last week, and yes. despite having a fractured hip, uh, he came back and looked like he had not lost a step at all, so much so he was trying to hurdle people. Um, yes. And this week, he's up against some combination of Newsom and Emerson, who are really not all that prolific at cornerback at all. So I think the Bengals and Chase were finally going to beat the Browns for Burrow. He's going to get that monkey off his back. So Jamal Chase, that's the stud. 300 yards, five TDs. There you go. The Bengals, of course, will be America and the world's team this week, of course, playing yep. the Browns. Um 
not one in four matches against the Browns, you were saying. Um, there, so that'll be interesting to see. Who is your um, sleeper then for this one? Okay, my sleeper, I was actually, before he was injured, when I was thinking about this the other day, I was going with Quez Watkins for the Eagles, but obviously we don't know if he's going to be in now. So I'm going to completely flip and I am going to go with someone we mentioned earlier on who may not really be a sleeper, but I'm in Ra St. Brown. I think he's, mm. uh, I think he could be a big kind of a big play on the week from outside of those top receivers. Great shout, great shout. Goff will certainly be feeding them uh, lots this weekend. Deadliest D, Liam. Why is it yeah. the 49ers? Well, I've not gone the 49ers actually, so. No, wow. No. Deadliest. <laughs> the deadliest D this week I've gone for, I stud is uh, the Cowboys at the Texans. Um, yes. I think after uh, watching uh, the, the Browns D managed to totally roll over them last weekend. I think it'd be hard push not to see a similar. But then I noticed actually this week, I think they've put Mills back in at quarterback. Yes. Yeah, the Texans. So we'll see. Pray for if, Mills. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Pray for Mills. Help. Mika Parsons is <laughs> going to be hungry and out there. <laughs> yeah. So that should be a, an interesting watch. Is it at the Cowboys? Who are you or, going? Is it, or is it Houston? Uh, it's at the, it's at, uh, it's in, uh, at the Cowboys, I think. So... Well, good. So the Mills is going to be putting that big, uh, that big pot, uh, the big kettle. We've got <laughs> the big Salvation, from Salvation Army pot, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your sleeper for this week? Then for the uh, deadliest eight, I'm a sleeper this week. Well, we could go both two ways. Now we've heard the news of a, a certain quarterback. I've gone the Raiders against the Rams. Mm-hmm. See, I suppose the Rams have been hemorrhaging um, all season long, so. I thought I'd go a wee bit deeper and see, but we'll see see if uh, good old Baker gets in there. I could could flip things a wee bit. We never know. Thoughts and prayers for you there, Baker, my friend. Um, Kev, top tight end. Who is your stud this week? Right. Can I just say uh, before I do that that uh, as soon as you went to Stu and he mentioned the the Bengals Browns game, it came right back to me. Um, my sleeper was <laughs> going to be then? Kareem Hunt. Ah. Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah, um, I've, 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 I'm sorry, Stu. I'm really, really sorry about this, but I've, I've, I've um, plumped for the uh, the Browns to go five and zero um, against the Bengals, um, and uh, I'm thinking uh, the I, old one too, which is Hunt. Um, I, need, I, I need to go back and check. But I, I was saying, I think I need to go back and check because I think it might actually be six and zero because I think they even beat us in the game that uh, Burrow missed. As well against them when he was injured, so he's he's four and zero in his career, but I'm pretty sure they, they beat us in the other one that he could have played in. So uh, it's really we're already five and zero in the last five years. Oh, and five, I should say, in the last five. Right. but there we go. So mo- moving on to my tight ends, and we, we talked about him earlier. Um, um, I think uh, it's going to be T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I'm going in for my stud tight end this week. Great shout. Absolutely great shout. Please, it's with you then, Stu, for the kickers. I know something close to your heart. Who are we going for? Do, do, do you want my do you want my, my, my sleeper? No, my sleeper tight end. Yeah, that would be brilliant. See, I, I was doing well. This cold's getting to the, the better of me. I'm, I'm doing my medicine next in my bed, I think. You're all right, you're all right. Kev, who's your sleeper? Who's your sleeper? So, my sleeper's going to be Hunter Henry. Ah, oh, good, good, shout, good shout. That's a shout. Go for it then, Kev. Yeah, sorry. Stu. Yeah, right, kickers. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, my kicker, I think my stud kicker is going to be Daniel Carlson for the Raiders at the Rams. I can yep. see him putting up big points. Just I think the Raiders are going to be rolling against the Rams. Um, they might not be able to go all the way in there for multiple touchdowns. Well, I mean, they're not getting in there scored like seven touchdowns or anything, but mm-hmm. I think Carlson is going to be a busy man. And then my sleeper, I'm going back to that Detroit Lions and uh, Minnesota Vikings game. It's in a dome again, so I'm going to follow the leader studs last week when he picked Greg the leg. Uh, I'm going to go with Michael Badgley uh, mm. for the Lions. I think that he could be a, a good sneaky pickup because, again, the Lions' uh, offense is pretty good, but I think he's going to be kicking a few field goals. Fantastic, guys. That's absolutely brilliant. We have just enough time for our statistic of the week. Um, Stu, come to you for this. Statistic of the week, or whatever it is we do with that song. <laughs> um, yes, it's, 
it's not so much a statistic this week, it's more just a point of note, like a, an on this day in history, or history, I guess we could call it. Um, the, so we're, def- I'm going, we're all the way back to December 8th, 1940, when the Chicago Bears beat the Washington football team, well, I guess they were the other name back then, um, yep. they beat them 73-0, and that was actually in the NFL championship game. Uh, so a complete drubbing, and uh, the backstory to that was a few weeks earlier in the regular season, uh, November 17th, Chicago lost 3-7, to seven. and the Red, uh, well, I've almost said the name, <laughs> the Washington football team winner, George Preston Marshall told uh, you know told the told the press that uh, Hallas, who was a legendary Bears coach, uh, he told them that his team were quitters and crybabies. So then Hallas apparently used those words to galvanise his players and sent them out because this was the first game ever broadcast on national radio as well. Ooh. So it was the championship game, first time played nationwide in the states. Imagine the embarrassment for Washington. You've went in there, your owners G'd up that other team. And I'm saying, like, oh, they're a bunch of whiners and crybabies and quitters. Like, oh, you know, they'll never beat us. And then uh, Chicago come out and pump you 73 nothing. Jeez, oh. That's a, that's a redneck, never mind the other name. Um, <laughs> I noticed that it was during the war as well. I actually thought there was um, shipyards in the, uh, Chicago at the time, and that's where all the, the players were hiding. But, um, We'll keep that for another podcast. Um, gentlemen, this this has been absolutely terrific. Liam, thank you very much. No, thank you. Thanks for having us on. Kev, thank you. Thanks very much, Keith. Pleasure. And Stu, terrific as always. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. Um, if you have enjoyed the podcast, please like and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. You're coming up to Christmas dinner. I'm enjoying a lovely, uh, fantastic new Scottish NFL podcast. And uh, make sure you, you spread the, the word, spread the love. You can follow us on Twitter at GridIronCrew. That's I-R-N for iron and C-R-U for crew. Um, on Instagram, grid underscore I-R-N underscore C-R-U. Um, on Instagram, we'll be getting that updated a wee bit more often over the, the Christmas period. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love some questions for the, the guys, for the crew. Um, and look forward to, to hearing more from you maybe in the, the next year or so we'll look to forward to meeting a few of you maybe try and get a wee uh, get together and watch some of the games uh, coming up as well Danny will be back on Wednesday morning with the review crew to have a look back on a fantastic week of football for week 14 from myself and the rest of the crew enjoy week 14 <laughs>